thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the Grange Point 4. This is Control, be radial. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Greetings, six and sieves, and you're tuned to the Guard Frequency. As all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 53 and was recorded on January 3rd and made available for download January 6th at guardfrequency.com. I'm Lennon. I'm Jeff, and welcome back, Lennon. We missed you. We certainly did. I'm Tony. So what do we have this week, Tony? In this week's Squawk Box, science and lots of it. In CIG News, we bring you everything that's happening from around the UEE, including our weekly crowdfunding update, the New Year's edition of Letter from the Chairman, an interesting forum post that caught our eye on thrusters and flight physics, and of course, our look back at the predictions we made for 2014 and what we think will happen in the year ahead. In this week's Nuggets for Nuggets, Lennon goes to buy a new ship. And finally, we tune into the feedback loop and let you join in the conversation. We've added a new feature to our website, guardfrequency.com, a Patreon campaign button. We've got a variety of rewards and backer levels, but essentially, if you know how Kickstarter works, you're most of the way there. Of course, we're happy to share our labor of love with you each week free of charge, but it's nice to get the occasional concrete reminder that folks out there in the verse love listening to the show as much as we love making it. We thank the folks who have already chipped in, and we hope you consider making a regular contribution. The more support we get, the better show we can make. And that takes care of the housekeeping, so let's get to the show and see what's coming through the school box. Any you boys need a carrier around here? Uh, everything's under control. Situation manual. Every week we like to bring you a little something-something from the world outside of Star Citizen. A small piece of the goings-on beyond the internet, things from the outernet, if you will. We brought you stories about everything we could find, from the world's blackest material to the Chinese aircraft carrier Liangyang, 23 years a maiden. But there's so much science to cover, we can't possibly bring it all to you, even over 53 episodes. So this week we decided to do something a little different. Yes, it's time for... Science We Didn't Use! NASA's Curiosity rover detected a burp of methane on Mars lasting for several months, possibly stemming from a geologic process called serpentinization, or possibly the signature of microscopic Martian life. American military researchers are testing bullets that can change direction mid-flight. Some birds may be able to hear tornadoes and massive storms approaching days ahead of time. Experiments at the Large Hadron Collider, scheduled to switch on again in 2015 after two years of rested retooling, might explain why our universe has so much more matter than antimatter. The European Space Agency's Venus Express probe is about to end its eight-and-a-half-year mission with a fiery plunge into the planet's sulfuric atmosphere. Geologists are hoping a rock stuffed with 30,000 tiny diamonds will yield new insights about chemical processes below the Earth's surface. Humankind probably began using fire around 350,000 years ago, based on burnt flint tools found in an Israeli cave. There is no evidence that paleodiets actually reflect what paleolithics humans ate. The Arctic is now warming twice as fast as the rest of the world. And Rosetta's Philae Lander, now hibernating on Comet 67P, will reawaken next year, possibly as early as February, as its resting place is exposed to more sunlight.
These are all science things that we didn't do. Yeah. This is purely in the last week as well. What? Yeah. So this is like stuff that this is like this is like the cramming science. We didn't do enough science in 2014, so we had to make a deadline. So, so all the science people. Well, did there's all the science. there's stuff in here I read this week that are not is not in here. Man. Yeah, there is a lot of science like, out there. Yeah, there, did like you know the, that the probe that uh, what what probe was it on Mars? They sent like 15, 20 years ago. Is well, Curiosity is the new one, but the Spirit and the Opportunities. One of them. One Opportunity. Of them that's the one. Which one? Yeah, Opportunity. That's the success story right there. Those things should have been dead years ago. This is the thing, the hard drive on it is failing, and it keeps writing memory to the bad sectors and ends up rebooting and then completely forgetting what it's supposed to be doing up there. So they've actually basically written a patch that kind of just says, you know, just don't write it to the dodgy bit, and it's gone, okay, and carried on. It's amazing. It had space Alzheimer's and they cured it. Yeah. There's also one talking about inflatable spacecraft. However, when I read it, I go, wait, that's Max of a movie I once saw called Mission to Mars. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Just going back to the uh, list of things that happened this week, though, they say that birds may be able to hear tornadoes and massive storms approaching. Do they bother to warn us? No. Well, actually, if you were to look at the pattern of birds, over, they probably do warn us. We just haven't been looking to see how they do it. You know, it's you know, so long and thanks for all the fish. You know, it's right. the same same category. Kind of busy though. Can they just like text us or something? Well, they can choose the I haven't that they learned the, bird, the language ooh, of the birds. Ooh, no, no, they should use Twitter. <laughs> Lennon, as a punishment for that, you need to put an achievement unlock sound right there. Oh. Have you read, seen, or heard something you think might be interesting to other citizens or civilians? Send an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. Now let's check out some CIG news. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Check your screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Our crowdfunding update for January 3rd, 2015, 68,758,000, near another half a million done last week, bringing us ever closer to Infinity, or Googleplex, whichever one comes first, I forget. Uh, we did get a letter from the chairman, which we'll get into in a minute, so stay tuned. 712-plus thousand citizens and 584,000 members of the UEE, a 10K jump in star pilots and another 8,000 jump in ships, and we just keep on ticking those numbers up, guys. Good job. A year ago, as it was the start of 2014, we decided to do a predictions episode with how we thought Star Citizen was going to develop. We promised that for the first show of 2015, we look back at our predictions and see how right or wrong we were. So previously on Guard Frequency. I have a prediction. I think that the uh, dogfighting module will come out very soon, probably late February and that other modules will certainly follow very closely behind. So come December 2014, we will have had the dogfighting module, the hangar. What else do you see coming out? I think we'll see some trade module maybe. Uh, probably they want to test the economy. And by the end of 2014, we'll be, we'll be talking beta. Wow, really? Well, I, I'm going to, I'll tell you what, let's, let, this is good. This just got interesting. I'm going to kind of go the other direction. I'm going to agree with Jeff. The dogfighting probably the end of February. But I'm going to say that 2014 is going to be a real test of the faith of this community. I think that there's going to be a humongous problem. I don't know where that's going to come. I'm not going to be that bold in my predictions. But I think there's going to be a humongous problem sometime in mid to late 2014 that's going to require an additional extension of time. Like Jeff was pointing out, the economy is not going to work right. Uh, someone's going to find a way to exploit whatever trading system they have, and it's going to require a major rethink. But I think there's going to be a test. 
I think there's going to be a test in mid to late 2014 of everyone's faith. I'm afraid that, unfortunately, I'm with Tony on this one. My prediction that I was going to give was pretty much very similar in that I think we'll get the dogfighting alpha pretty soon. I think that the dogfighting alpha will then continue to be updated in much the same way that the hangar is, and in mid to late 2014, there will be something that will force the delay of either the issue of a beta or the issue of further modules. In a sort of similar way to how we had the dogfighting alpha delayed, I think we're going to see a bit of a knock-on effect from that, and it will snowball and build up. I will also go one stage further in that this is possibly a prediction for 2015, but I'm going to cement it here to say that we were the exclusive on this. I think that there will end up being some sort of delay so that we will see the release of Squadron 42, but a delayed release of Star Citizen. Now, whether we get the Squadron 42 beta by the end of the year as a peace offering for the delay of a beta for Star Citizen, I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that. Oh, I like that. I like that. But I... I I didn't say what beta. I just said that we'd be... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's crawfishing on us. I was going to say... No, I'm not hedging. I think... I personally think a lot of the single-player code is probably in place. I think their focus is really on the multiplayer aspects of the game and and that the single-player code base is just what it is. It's just uh, what they're building on. CryEngine, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing to bear in mind is that certainly the majority of the game that I'm interested in is the persistent universe, the Star Citizen. I mean, Squadron 42 will be fun to play. I've been wanting a sequel to Wing Commander for God knows how long now. But Star Citizen is really what has caught my attention and roped me in slowly. That's the bit that I'm really looking forward to. But I think that we also, as a community, like Tony said, it's going to be a test of faith because I think everybody at the moment that isn't involved in the community is a bit of a naysayer in saying, oh, well, you're paying all this money for a game that isn't out yet. What if it's never released? And so on. Whereas we're right now, we're saying things like, no, it'll be released. It's a massively ambitious project, but Chris Roberts can deliver on it. And then I think a little bit later down the line, when we're going to have this test of faith, there's going to be a lot of people who are like, well, this is a massively ambitious project. And it's like, well, that's you know, that's what got you into it in the first place, was that it was so ambitious. Now, all of a sudden, because you're on the negative side, it's, it's like too ambitious. And yeah. what the heck is he doing? He needs to rope it in. But I, I truly believe that at the end result, this studio can deliver what they promise on. I just, again, like I said, I think that there will be delays that will knock on. And so we will see the release of Squadron 42 without Star Citizen initially. So, well... <laughs> oh, the us younger... We sound so young, I know. don't we? <laughs> so, oh, we were those back in the day. So I still had hair. Yeah. I'm still over 50, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, not much has changed. Yeah. Not much has changed, no. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. We were, we were all optimistic. We were like, yeah, dogfighting module, February, very, very soon. <laughs> when oh, did yeah, it actually get now. released? April? Mm, April? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like how our spectrum went from super optimistic to optimistic and reality somewhat lagged even. Even further that. behind? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. We were right about one thing. And which was that? This was the year of testing. Oh, that's true. The faithful were tested, weren't they? I think they were. I got to say, though, at that point, we based our conclusions based on what we were reading in forums and what the press releases were doing. Little did we know that they were going to take the slow boat to China. But I'm glad that they have taken this route because 
given where we are now with Arena Commander version 1.0 having just been released, I am so glad that we are not remotely near beta territory for Star Citizen yet. As much as I would have loved it this time last year, you know, I'm glad that they've taken that decision to do a, a lot more refinement and polish than what they originally intended. I am too. I mean, I'm not disappointed that our predictions did not come true. I am. Speak for yourselves. <laughs> I would love to have my hands on Squadron 42 right now. But, I mean, it, part of this was that the game got a lot bigger, a lot faster than they anticipated. They had to become a parallel processing sort of configuration, not a serial processing configuration like they thought. I mean, we had no idea what the plot of Squadron 42 was going to be at this time last year. But now we know that our main home base is going to be a ship that was sort of nebulously promised to us during the campaign. But that's actually going to be our you know, environment. The escort carrier is going to be our environment. And so that, that wasn't even really concepted at this time of last year. So there's going to be a lot more stuff to play with in the universe when we eventually get it. Again, they, they made their decisions with it. They're still churning out stuff. I just wish they had you know, churned out more. I would love to be playing Squadron 42 right now. Well, I would too, but I, I, I really think that if Arena Commander is the gauge on which we base the game, I would like to see the improvements in Arena Commander first. I'm liking how the game's coming together, don't get me wrong, but I just wish we'd come together faster. Yeah, well, looking at the evolution that Arena Commander alone has taken since we got the first version back in April to what it is now, it is, mm -hmm. in terms of everything from flight model to HUD design, it is practically a different game. Oh, it is, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, the fundamentals are still the same, obviously. Space sim. But overall, it's, it's such a drastic improvement. So I'm really glad that we're going to get that level of redesign basically spread throughout all the rest of it. This does obviously bring us to one thing. This is our first show of 2015. So as it's now a tradition, you know, we're mm. going to have to make some predictions. So let's go mm. around the table. Uh, Tony, give me a prediction for Star Citizen in 2015. Star Citizen 2015 prediction. I predict this is going to be a testing year for, for, <laughs> for the faithful of Star Citizen. There's going to be some challenges, some unexpected bumps in the road, you might say. Uh, I think from, we've I think we've already heard this one. Oh, the glitch in the matrix. I can't do that one again. I can't do the no, one again. No, fresh yeah. prediction. Okay. No matter right, how come, long come, it is, come around to me again. Come around to me again. Okay, come around to me again. Tony, prediction for 2015. Oh, okay. Okay, here's what I think. I think that they probably have things a little better in hand now. They've had their time to hire the management that they need for the type of project this is now. We discussed this a few weeks ago when Eric left the company. He's not a guy that runs a multi-studio worldwide conglomerate. That's a guy that runs a tight, small ship of nimble, fast-mover designers. So now they've got the management team they need in place, Alex Mayberry, Tony Zurabek. I think that they're going to hit those deadlines now. I'm going to go back to our optimistic side, and I'm going to say the deadlines that they have in place for them now are going to be fairly solid. We will see the beta, or the, you know, the first chapter of Squadron 42, beginning of, is it the beginning of 2016? I'm, not, I'm being serious now. I don't remember the exact date. Is it 2016 we're supposed to see that? Mm, ish, kind of. It's supposed to be within a year, so... I really do think that next year we will be salivating for the actual release of Squadron 42. So this time next year we'll be actually salivating for that release. We will have seen the first-person shooter Alpha. We'll have seen the planet-side Alpha. The economy will have been turned on, at least in its Alpha stage. We will have seen all of our Alpha bits by the end of next year, and we'll be salivating for Squadron 42. Okay, Jeff. I think up next we'll start seeing uh, more AI. I also think, uh, and I, I know I said this last year, but I, I truly think that uh, economy testing is going to come in soon. I think further improvements to the lobby system is going to happen really soon. 
And of course, how can I let this go? But I'm saying ships, ships, and more ships. And I say that kind of facetiously because I'm tired of ships. I really want to see more game content and not ships. I think we have a plethora of ships out there and, you know, it's time to really turn our attentions and our focuses on the rest of the world. Okay. You're not getting away so, with this. Go on, Len. No, 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 I'm going to. I'm going to. I was just deciding which way I was going to go with it. And I think I'm going to try and be a little bit more specific than you guys. And I'm going to say that whilst I think that we'll see the FPS module and the planet side social module and even a bit of the economy coming out, I, those things I'm pretty certain will happen in 2015. I don't reckon that there will be a lot of connectivity between them, really. So I think that the first-person module and Arena Commander will be separate, even with the multi-crewed multiplayer. And I think that with the multi-crewed multiplayer, they're going to run into an issue that will delay even further, and I reckon that'll be about this time, uh, maybe early December, actually, that we'll end up seeing that. I reckon that's what's going to get pushed back, is having to do the localized physics for multiple different ships. I think that's going to be a real challenge. Despite the fact that they internally they reckon that they've got certain builds and all that sort of thing, I think for the level of polish they're going for, that's really going to be tough to try and achieve, and I reckon that that will end up slipping like the dogfighting module did way back when. And so, yeah, I'm going to take okay. your sort of okay. predictions. The other modules, I think they're standalone. That's fine, they're going to happen. The Arena Commander multiplayer is going to be forced back, and it's just going to shift everything by about six months. That's what I'm going for. Okay, I'm okay. kind of agreeing with you there, uh, Lennon, because um, I think that they're going to have problems with the with the net code, especially with those with lower bandwidth. I don't see it ha really happening that well for them. So Lennon's prediction on the table now is a very, this is a very specific one. This is the, the multiple physical environments, the ambient one, let's say, and then the multiple physical environments within the individual ships. That's going to be the Achilles heel for the multi-crew multiplayer. Yes. All right. So here's our here's our mission. This show's about solving problems. We solve problems out here. So how do we? What's the workaround? I reckon that there's not a lot that they can really do to work around it. They've got to work through it, and that's why I think it'll be delayed. Right. Right. So the so net codes irrelevant. Right. Squadron Forty Two. You could have multi crew multiplayer in full physical reality and two you know environments and the ambient and the localized and everything's cool. But for the multiplayer environment, well, a nice workaround could be everyone has to strap in before you can get into an instance. You, you know, once you, once you're at a station, you can't you can't leave the station, or something like that. I mean, I'm just you know, if that's an issue and it's and it's delaying the release and it's just going to take some more time and engineering. Couldn't they just slap a, a workaround like that in there and just let it go until they got the net code where they wanted it to be until it was optimized? I don't know. I think I think a lot of people will be really disappointed if there isn't full movement or or For sure. But would they be more disappointed if they had to wait another six months like Lennon is predicting? Hard to say. Mm. Well, mm. let's come back in 2016. Good idea. On episode 106, and we will revisit this, and we will see what happens. So, Happy New Year, Sits and Sibs, says the chairman in his latest letter from the chairman, as he takes time to thank each and every one of us for our participation, and naturally our dollars, and he gives us a rundown on how Star Citizen has grown over the past year. For example, there have been a total of 23 updates that have been issued, 13.7 petabytes of information has been downloaded from CIG. What's that in metric? Is that Rutabaga? That is more metric than you're aware of, Tony, I oh, think. Okay. <laughs> that uh, is metric. That's I don't think we have a vegetable classification. We, we will work on one, <laughs> but I don't think we have one. <laughs> I think that's about 26 pater pounds downloaded. <laughs> wow, that's or, or seven stone. 
or set in stone. <laughs> Alternatively, uh, CIG have hired 120 more developers than they had this time last year. The number of citizens has doubled, and we have raised an extra 33 million in funding. Now, as if all that wasn't exciting enough, joining in with our predictions for 2015, Chris then comes out with a few of his own, and he says that this coming year will be an even bigger year than 2014. The FPS module will go live to the backers, and we will be giving our first drops of the Persistent Universe, starting with the Planetside Social module, the Multicrew Arena Commander, and the first episode of Squadron 42. Well, Chris, we'll take all of that, that all sounds great, but we'll revisit that in 2016 as well. As it's the holiday period, not a lot of news has been coming out of CIG other than some interesting bits of lore, but one post on the forums caught our attention. Citizen Silence did some testing and found that his thrusters appeared to be more powerful than his main engine on his Hornet, and that when using his thrusters only, he could accelerate to top speed quicker. This led to a lot of discussion on the mechanics of the flight model, to which CIG's resident physics programmer, John Pritchett, decided to get involved with and cleared up a few things. In short, he said that this is all because it's a work in progress. They're only now just adding power usage, fuel usage, and precision to the thrusters, so essentially when you go forward, the ship tries to use the main engine, and any other direction it uses the thrusters. When you disable the main engine, the ship has to use the maneuvering thrusters to move forward, which, in the case of the Hornet, are plentiful and allow you to accelerate quicker. This then prompted Citizen Beer for the Beer God to reply saying that there appears to be no lead for flight, and that often the ships have to be reworked because the designers made the ship look like X, which didn't work with the flight model, so the model gets changed to Y, then the design changes to Q, yada yada, and then ends up as a big mess. Further, that as Squadron 42 is less than a year away, or so they say, shouldn't someone just sort of lock down the flight physics and say, this is how it is? Well, John comes in once again and says, it is definitely a challenge to be as isolated from the early concept and design work, and that he would, quote, love to be more of a guiding influence in the design of the ships. End quote. But the general tone is that this doesn't look like something that's going to actually be happening. Hmm. Well, wouldn't you think that uh, that this should have been, like, subject to day one? To me, that would have been the first thing. To some extent, Jeff, you're bang on. I mean, if you look at the Hornet, because we're, you know they're using the Hornet as the example here, it's a great big fat mass in the middle, right? That gigantic ball turret. And it's surrounded by thrusters right there at the center of mass, just sprinkled around it. And then there's one big giant thruster on the back end. And then there's, like, stuff sprinkled around. That's, like, how a spaceship, I think, really should be. You know, it's designed around its ability to maneuver and an ability to get from point A to point B. But then you get onto things like the Freelancer and the Mustang, <coughs> uh, you know, and those other shows. It's not form-following function, as you and I tend to think, I think, it should be, Jeff. It's, it's, it's function-following form. But now we have to ask the resident expert in Kerbal Space Program here why we're wrong. Why didn't take it away? Well... I am more than qualified to talk about astrophysics, as we discovered on the program. <laughs> as we discussed, yes. <laughs> this is one thing that kind of struck me as a bit odd when I was reading through this whole forum post, was that it does seem, like you said, it's such a fundamental thing. If you're building a space sim, surely the first thing that you try to build is the sim for the space, and then you build everything else around it, and that includes the... Uh, the the look and feel of the ships. You know, if they have to fly a certain way with different engines doing 
different things, then you nail that part down in a wireframe or something, surely, before you then start building other ships and thinking, well, hey, if I strap 20 thrusters to this, what would happen to it? And for all the talk that we get of how realistic they try to model things, and you even see that in a lot of the early videos, that the fact that these ships even have maneuvering thrusters that are so visible and, you know, each part has to have flaps that work and it has to tilt and it has to extend and, you know, it has to have power lines running everywhere. They were really keen to make sure that the game was as realistic as possible, but it all seemed to be from a design point of view rather than an actual physics and program point of view. Yeah, I think that's where it is. Uh, This is going to upset a lot of people, and I think it probably has given the volume and and the uh, direction of the forum discussion, but Chris Roberts is first and foremost making a game and I think that in service of making cool-looking ships and ships that people want to shell out a couple hundred bucks for sight unseen or on concept art only, that level of physics realism has taken a backseat. What we're seeing here is that the form versus function argument has been made and lost internally at CIG, and form has definitely trumped function. And this poor guy, John Pritchett, I believe he's a KU graduate or fan. I've seen him wearing the the KU stuff, you know, another good Midwestern boy out there. Good job, man. But uh, I believe that it is on this poor guy's shoulders to match up form and function to the best of his ability. And he's got a hard job because, you know, the Banu Merchantman is not exactly what you would consider, you know, a a space sim-friendly sort of physics-realistic flight model-friendly machine. And I think that that's going to be the same for a lot of the other ships that we see, too, is that in order to make the bigger ships turn like we would our eyes and our brain expect them to, they simply can't put the size thrusters that our eyes and our brain would like to see in a space sim game on there because there's going to be no room for guns, and the fuel pipes would take up every corridor, and you'd have to have X number of thousands of metric tons of, of hydrogen, and there would have to be 60 starfarers for every Bengal carrier. The math isn't just going to work to have a, quote, game built around real physics. Well, that brings us to this week's community question. Are you a form or function fan? Are you happy with the design trumping data? Let us know. Send an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com or post on our show thread over at robertspaceindustries.com. Well, this is something that we'll definitely be keeping an eye on for sure, but now it's time for news we didn't use. A new work in progress gallery has been posted, this time all about space stations. The latest entry into the Galactic Guide, Nix and Sakura Sun. Fan Spotlight, Fan Fiction, Volume 3, more talent from the people of the verse. And Star Watch Traveler's Tryst, the hottest celebrity news from all the systems. So I've noticed in here there's a, a segment that's kind of changed. Yeah, it's we're finding a home for it, testing yeah. some things out. It seems yeah. to say, where the f*** is the Lennon gone? But yeah, I'm right here. Yeah. So where the f*** is the first person shooter module? I don't know. I've been expecting it. I've been waiting for it since the demo. It packs Such Australia. a content drought, honestly. It's a, it is a content drought, really. I mean, there's just no other way to describe it. So in the meantime, I've been playing Dragon Age Inquisition. Yay! <laughs> I told you. Dragging or, uh... Yes. Have you been playing the Dragon Age Inquisition, Lennon? I hear everyone's doing it this season. Me? You. No. 
No, I haven't. I haven't even finished Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. Whatever oh, that one before. took me forever, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's some late nights we're getting through that one, too. I've had a, a running audio commentary, though, from um, our assistant audio engineer's wife, actually, funnily enough. So she's been keeping me informed on everything that happens within Dragon Age Inquisition. So I can tell you how it ends, if you like. No. <laughs> no spoilers. No. No spoilers. Well, just so that you're aware. And then, of course, next it's. No. And then finally... No, no. no. Shut up! I okay. never would have seen that coming. Yeah. Never I never would have seen that coming. Never and it was purple. It was purple. Oh, bold choice. A bold artistic choice. Well, now that we're all caught up with everything that's going on, if you guys don't mind, I need to go buy a ship. You have all flown before, but you're about to enter a whole new world, so pay attention. That means get on your feet, Nuggets. Well, I really need a new ship, but... No time to walk the lots, so, uh... Computer, call two ship dealers. I'll talk to them both and try and get the best deal. That's got to be a good idea, right? Welcome to Starnty's Vessels. I'll stand my helmet to make you a deal. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Tom Rankin. And I won't even try half those hard to find you a deal. What were you looking for? Well, I was thinking of a good starter ship. Nah, oh, we got alphas, we got deltas, we got betas, we got gammas, we even got omegas, all the mustangs you could possibly want. Which would be zero. I've got auroras, I've got the ESs and the LXs and the MRs and the CLs and the LNs and, and some I can't even describe. Okay, well how about a WTF? Are you two talking about? Okay, so uh, let's just think, how about we start with the stock model of a Mustang and an Aurora? Tell me about those. The ES is the Computer, mute Ton. Okay, Ston, tell me about the Mustang. The Mustang is consolidated outlands bread and butter. 18 meters long with twin magma jet engines, this last ship will push the limits of speed. You can hook on a cargo pod, too, if you want to haul some cargo in style instead of just flying a brick of an Aurora around. Aurora's just an eyesore and has got no style at all. Well, the Mustang is a computer, switch channels. Oh, Ton, it sounds like the Mustang is pretty fast and can carry some cargo. Uh, what can your Aurora ES offer? Well, the Aurora doesn't need any cargo pod. It has a capacity of 16 freight units built right in. Saves tons of time taking off, putting on, and forgetting it. Then find some nice salvage in space. And what? Oh no, I forgot the cargo space today. And the Aurora is tough like a brick. A customized brick. Guns, missiles, even more cargo space. Exploration gear, you name it. Okay, so how does it fly? Oh, the Aurora handles like a dream. She's smooth like a... Like a dream? The Aurora handles like a box with the thruster taped in the back. Hey, how did you do that? You're not supposed to be able to talk while muted. Thrusters taped on like you can talk. The Mustang is made out of glorified paper mache. It'll break if a vandal farts in your general direction. Hey, Aurora can hardly dodge a gas cloud, but the Mustang won't stay in place long enough to get hit by anything. But it does get hit. It falls apart. And the landing gear? What landing gear? All you have are parts that get shot off so you can't possibly land. Yeah, but if you've seen the view from the cockpit, it's amazing! You can see all around, decide who you want to blast out of the sky. Just throw two Omni Sky 6s on there and you can take anything out! If you get close enough before my missiles take you out, way better than those pitiful rockets. Guys, guys, I just need a stock model. I don't need any features like rocket pods. I'm just trying to do a few easy cargo runs. Oh, then oh, you clearly want to run, yes. Uh, okay, computer, let's start this again. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just be friendly! Some say he likes to ride his Mustang bareback, and if he could be bothered, he could crack the Da Vinci Code in 43 seconds. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he put together this week's feedback. 
From our show post at GuardFrequency.com, we hear from Dill. Happy New Year, Guard Frequency. Quantum travel. Yes, I can't wait to see what they come up with, as long as they don't come up with a certain touchy topic in this podcast. Hmm, I'm not going to lose points on this one again. As to respond to the community question, this is exactly what I expected of an alpha. As backers, we signed up for this. I want to be part of the development, at least in the quality assurance part. I love to be trying to play reporting issues, and I now feel that I'm a part of the game we're making. However, this is not everyone's cup of tea. I know there are some people that just want to play. Anyway, great show. Apparently, when Lennon is in the show, it adds about 30 minutes to it. Ha! You guys say it's me. Nice. What blubs in the Imagine trailer was indeed jarring. As always, it's loud R2-D2 having intercourse with the fax machine. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm with that one. The Mustang is a necessary evil. They need a cheap starter ship that is attack-oriented, hopefully with a new name. Might be rebranded Space Pony. And I think yeah. we're done. I think we're, yeah, there we go. On the Mustang is a necessary evil. I've got to say, I've swapped out the uh, cannons for the Omnis guys, and it is a really nice little ship, actually. Um, I genuinely think you guys should try it before you say you don't like it. I, I don't need to try it. I'm, yeah, I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't like it when you confuse my reality with your facts. It just it really annoys me. I know. I just, I, what is that about him, anyway? I don't know. He's always like trying to bring his data. <laughs> <sighs> Information. <laughs> Damn me. It's, Overrated. it's like I'm sort of the credible Hulk, you know. Oh, I, I back up all of this with, <laughs> with well-researched facts and the credible and Hulk. Data. <laughs> yes. You wouldn't like me when I'm accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you don't. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just see Lennon every time he goes out, he comes back and belly lands the thing. I mean, it's, it's just a bad design. I'm, it's hard to hit. Uh, if you do hit it, it's in trouble. But they are tough to hit to get a get a fist on. So it really great. does have that glass cannon feel. And yeah, it's not graceful in the slightest. And I expect when it comes to landing, it's going to be hilarious. But just flying it around in Arena Commander, it's it's a really good little ship. You guys should definitely get one and take them out there. So Sean Newboy writes in and says that the Falcon sounds were just simple audio nerd porn. Gee willikers, guys. Happy New Year, everyone, and excellent show. Yes, uh, Mikey, the assistant audio engineer, he's a little bit of a Star Wars fan, so when that came up in the segment that he was editing, yeah, he, he went all to town on that. All over. Mm-hmm. Sounded good. It really did. Celia Dan writes in and says, Happy New Year, guys, and thanks for another great show. Love the mercenaries in Gold Horizon, those vicious brutes. And good discussion on the live stream. Good stuff there. I don't think the pendulum is swinging, frankly. To me, it's like a boulder being pushed really hard up an incline with lots of slips. Some falls, 1.0 launch. Some cursing and bruises. But as long as CIG gets back up, I'm good. The zenith is in sight. Yeah, 1.0 was released too early for PvP. But I've enjoyed the new ships, tougher AI in the Vandal Swarm, and other tweaks it introduced. I'll call it two steps forward, one step back. I can't believe it's 29.45 already. How time flies. Bring back the Parsec jokes, Lennon. You hater. <laughs> you did. You cut out a lot of funny Parsec jokes. We yeah. had a Millennium Falcon theme throughout the whole show. If you were listening on the live stream, you got the, all of the Millennium Falcon jokes, and Lennon, you butcher. You butcher, sir. Mm. This is why, one, you should join us live, because there is literally twice as much show per show. And two, if you can join us live, then just a single one-time donation to our Patreon will get it unlocked, I believe, for that month. Is it 125 is the minimum yeah, amount? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really is cheap to even catch it on demand if you need to do it that way. That's not the reason why I cut them. I simply cut them because, firstly, it was a timing issue. And then, secondly, it never made sense when you tried to resume. So Shut there was up! I, I, I apologize. Yeah. A lot of the show 
went missing. But are you telling are you telling mm-hmm. me that I want my parsec jokes in there? I got to do a better job with segueing. Yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to say. Well, I'll try to get those jokes in a little faster. Maybe a couple parsecs ahead of the twelve that takes to the Kessel Run. Ooh, well done. Okay, thanks. That one's getting cut. Damn it, Daniel Staplefold from the God Frequency Facebook page. Writes in and says, I just lost all respect for you guys' opinions in the first five minutes of the show. Sigh. Star Wars Han made mention of inertial dampeners, which is why the G's don't matter. <coughs> no, sir. No. I believe you're referring to the scene in Empire Strikes Back where he refers to the alluvial dampers, which, of course, we all know are river dampers, which is water. So, you know, the, the, your, your argument is invalid, sir. Number two, J.J. pulled off the seemingly impossible with the reboot of Star Trek. Some people don't like lens flares, but I think they're no big deal. Certainly not enough to risk a different director. Thanks. Now I hate you guys. Ha ha. Just kidding. Three, it's alphas. We are alpha testers. If you can't step up, get off. Well, oh, well yeah. all good points except for the first one. Go back and, and if you look on the script uh, for Empire Strikes Back, he does say alluvial dampers, which makes just about as much sense as doing the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Well, from Twitter, Captain Mac Estier writes in and says... Be good to have the show back after the break. Good to be back. Yeah. KJL Taiwan writes in and says, AC 1.0 release was a good reminder to backers that Star Citizens is still embryonic. I say, bring it on and let us help bug hunt. While retweeting the tweet for episode 52, Gleep says that guard frequency is grist for living. From our amazing donors of monetary goodness, our latest patron is Chris. Thanks, Chris. Random.org chose Derek Goodwater as winner. You'll get two stickers in the mail. Our store is now open. We've populated with a sticker from uh, Zazzle.com. We're going to be uh, sending those out to everybody who is a patron at the $1.25 level and above. And every week, if you're a patron at any level, you'll be entered to win uh, something from our store. So uh, keep on donating, and uh, we'll keep sending stuff out. We've confirmed that we have top shivs working on getting the stickers mailed out. Top shivs. Click on the giant P on the guard frequency page and become a patron today. A reminder of this week's community question, are you former function fans? Are you happy with design trumping data? Let us know. Send an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com or post on our show thread over at robertspaceindustries.com. So how was the show? Streamlined and beautiful, or are we braver than you thought? Either way, let us know. Here are some ways you can get in touch with us. Check out our forum post at forums.robertspaceindustries.com. Leave a comment on this episode's show notes at guardfrequency.com. You can subscribe to us, feeds.guardfrequency.com, or just search for us on iTunes. Hit us up on Twitter at GuardFreak, or start an argument on our Reddit at guardfreak.reddit.com. Leave a comment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guardfreak. And if you're old school like us, shoot an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so take a minute. Tell us what's on your mind. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 53 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 54 on January 14th, so be sure to keep an eye out for our shows at guardfrequency.com or the official Robert Space Industries fansite subforum. Please send us your feedback about the show. Aside from all the ways we just ran down in the feedback loop, you can also use the contact form on our website. All the details of all the ways you can get in touch with us will be found in the show notes. Do you like what we do? Want to come help make the best damn space sim podcast ever? If so, just send a note to squawk at guardfrequency.com. You know, and if you just can't get enough spaceship podcasting, why not check out our sister production, Priority One? They cover Star Trek Online and the greater Star Trek universe. Just go to priorityonepodcast.com. Are you looking for a friendly wingman or two? Check out our organization, Guard Frequency Response, to the official RSI website, robertspaceindustries.com forward slash orgs forward slash guardfreak. 
And if you're not doing anything Saturday nights, then you should join us live here over at GuardFrequency.com forward slash live. We start recording around 8 p.m. Central. That's Sundays at 2 a.m. GMT. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Simon Shorten Edwards, and our assistant audio engineers, Michael Duncan and Skiffy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work, including his newest release, Alphanumeric. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If there's no one listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. For January 3rd, 2015, 68,708,000. Dang it, I can't even read numbers right. Well, Tony, I like to counterpoint. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you ignorant slut. <laughs> okay, so here's our, here's our mission. What's the workaround? This show is about solving problems. We solve problems out here. So how do we, what's the workararound? Seat belts and starships like they should have had in the Enterprise all along? Well, now, I, I disagree with that. I, I don't think there should have been seatbelts ever in a starship of the. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, would, would that solve the problem, though? Could, could they Tony, work around the localized slut. physics? No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that should be another sounder, another beeper button. I'll stick well, that in a sponge four now. <laughs> As the holiday period. Oh. Ah, okay. As it's the holiday period, not a lot of news has been coming out um, of CIG. Tony. Sorry, can you can you do that without emphasizing the it's? Yes, I I can do that for you, Lennon, <laughs> because I am a master of good radio. Three. As it's the holiday period, not a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> you can't interrupt the master of good radio. Well, I, you sounded like an IVR, so I was responding with three. <laughs> <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm making no. my menu choice. <laughs> pound. Is it pound or asterisk? Never remember. Pound or asterisk. Hey, everybody. My name is Chris Roberts, and I want to discuss flying in space. How do we do that? That level of physics realism has taken a backseat. Um, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, um, I, that's, that's the bottom line. Can I say, Chris, you ignorant slut? So WTFIFPS, is that what we're going to call this now? ITFPS. ITFPS. Yes, WTFITFPS, which stands for... Where the f*** is the pla- is the f- no it's not yes <laughs> <sighs> let's try that again shall we yeah so the initials are W T F I T F P S which stands for where the f*** is the first person shooter module we need an we M, need on M on the in- Daniel Stapleford uh, Daniel Stapleford Stapleford for Facebook Facebook frequency Facebook. Daniel Stapleford from our... I got it that time. Don't laugh. <laughs> now he has to start all over. He got to start over again. <laughs> and he's going to screw it up the first time he starts Frequency over. Facebook page. Daniel Stapleford. Stapleford. <laughs> Daniel Stapleford from the God Frequency Facebook page. Three, it's alphas. We are alpha testers. If you can't step up, get off. Well, oh, well, yeah, yeah. well. Daniel, well, you're ignorant slut.
Oh, sorry. Experiments of the large... <laughs> I was reading the rest of the things like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> well, well, sorry. There's no, evi- <clears throat> There's no evidence that paleo... Or is that paleo? Paleo? That's paleo. paleo. Okay. Paleo. There's no evidence that paleo diets actually affect... Oh, God. <laughs> There's no evidence that paleo diets actually reflect what Patheon... Oh, <laughs> wow. Did Shiv write this? I thought you yep. wrote this one this week. I know? did, I did. Reflect what, um, okay, what paleo... Paleolithic. Ah, okay, I knew there was a big word in there. Re- reflect what paleolithic humans... You probably needs to start over at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, gotta, we, we have to, we have to, we have, one of the things we should do is we should come up with a word, uh, a song with all the words we misspelled and mispronounced over the entire year. Ooh, Winga we manga, uh, paleolithic. Have you read, seen, or heard something you might think be interesting? God, I see you are throwing me off my stride. I can't even do this right. Have you read, seen, or heard something you might... Have you read, seen, or heard you think might be interesting whether citizens are civilians? <laughs> God. Oh, and I thought that I was the club master. Really I thought awful. I was that the was, club that was master today. Your first first problems worthy. That was that was truly awful.